Hey, you're listening to Pueblo's Health, a podcast by the Pueblo Department of Public Health and Environment. I'm your host, Tristan Garcia, communications specialist here at PDPH&E, and I'm so glad you've taken the time out to learn more about public health in your community. It's the one-stop shop for all things public health right here on Pueblo's Health. And if you've been a listener for the last few weeks, I hope you have been, because we've been talking a lot about the Your Words Have Power campaign, and I am so glad that we get to continue this series today. Two wonderful guests in studio with us. Melinda Sentence, Health Promotion Specialist here at PDPHE, and Rick Carpenter, a Peer Specialist here in Pueblo and a member of the Your Words Have Power campaign. Rick, Melinda, how are you both this morning? Good. How are you, Tristan? It's good good to be back. Yeah, good. Doing great. Doing great today. Rick, good. I'm glad. It's nice to have you in the studio for the first time. Melinda, you've returned. Uh, You've been back a couple of different times. I always tell people this is the best time we can have the show because you're such a burst of energy. Thank you, Tristan. And this campaign has just taken off. The podcast series, people love hearing the stories. Um, This Your Words Have Power campaign, I hope people are familiar with it. They know the background of it, but they might not know why it's so important. You have a perfect way to tell people why. Yes, life is going to happen and you're going to set up a plan and you're going to have a vision and you're going to hope that it's going to turn out perfect. But what so often happens in life is that things get burned and things go the wrong way. And it's in that moment, you're going to have to choose your reaction. You have a choice to make. Do you have the right reaction or the wrong reaction? Some of us, we are tempted. We tell ourselves, I will just lay here and numb out the pain, numb out everything that I'm going through right now so it can pass over me. But I'm telling you, I'm telling Pablo, you will be in that vicious cycle forever. You have to get up. This is your life. Get up and own it. And so the people from the Your Words Have Power campaign have done so. They got up. They broke that vicious cycle. They have taken their life back into their own hands. And one of them is here today. Rick. How are you, Rick? I'm doing good today, Melinda. Thanks for having me. Holy cow, Rick. I want to get up and run through a wall. That is an introduction like I have never heard. I mean, I expected the lights to like go down and fireworks to start. Melinda, you have so perfectly summed up the Your Words Have Power campaign and how important it is to folks, Uh, Rick, yourself included. This is a campaign that empowers you to share your story. Tell tell me, tell our listeners a little bit how you found out about the campaign and and how you got involved. Uh, Well, I I came up here to Pueblo to uh, begin work as a peer specialist. And um, I'm not sure actually how I met Melinda. Well, I met Melinda through our peer pod mm. uh, and through um, uh, a lead um, who um, let us know that um, there was this Your Words Have Power uh, stigma campaign going on and would I be interested into it? And, and I said, sure. And quickly became just kind of a, a buddy with, with Melinda, uh, did a lot of things uh, last summer, right? Yes, mm-hmm. last summer, um, and all through the all through last year and into this year, and it's just been a a, a very uh, rewarding, eye opening campaign. Uh, meeting a lot of people that have gone through a lot of the same adversity, overcome, uh, and got back up. Right? What you I were agree. talking about was, you know, I didn't lay down and just just keep the same things happening, but I got up. Yeah, uh, and that's one of the. Th- 
one of, I guess, my messages for recovery is um, I have a choice. Mm. I can either continue to lay down and let the same thing happen to me, and it's probably going to, um, or I can get back up and keep trying. Yeah. Now, yes. can I ask you, Rick, uh, very, very frankly, uh, we've had five guests now on sharing their story about this campaign, the, the struggles that come with substance use and, and how you're able to overcome those. Do you have maybe a point in life where you can say maybe this is where things started or where things got bad or out of control? And then maybe that point where you said, I, I'm stepping up, I'm, I'm taking control of my life again. Well, I, I've been in, in and out of recovery for over 30 years. Mm. I, I went to my first meeting uh, back in 91. Uh, and it was at the behest of somebody that I was in a relationship with who said, uh, you have a problem. They had gone to treatment, come back, said, you have a problem as well. You need to go to uh, a meeting. You know, you need to get into recovery. Uh, until you do so, um, we can't. Be together. We can't mm. do anything together. We can't be a, uh, a couple anymore. Um, and so when I went, what I heard was a lot of people telling stories that at that moment I couldn't identify with because I didn't think that that was what I was going through. Uh, I was a musician at the time. That was the way we lived. You know, that was our lifestyle. We, we drank a little. We mm. partied some. Uh, but I didn't really think it was a problem. When I thought of people who had were alcoholics or uh as we label addicts or addiction, um, I thought of the, the, the very far end of that, right? right? I thought of somebody uh, on the street, you know, in an alleyway, um, doing everything that you could for your substance of choice, uh, your, the behavior that you were, uh, that led to um, the loss of everything, you know, of person, of property, of time, uh, and I had not gone through that yet. Mm. Uh, as it appeared to me, I was just somebody that liked to have some fun. Yeah. It was part of what I did, and uh, I didn't see, I couldn't see my story in that at them. Um, and so I left, um, and I didn't go back to that. Um, and I have been in and out of recovery, like I said, for over 30 years, so I have gone through that process of um of coming into uh, life, um, maybe having it all, mm. you know, everything's go great. Uh, but my, my addictive behaviors tend to take over. I then start to lose myself uh, and lose um, everything else. Um, and then at that point, um, somewhere along the line, um, I usually have to be made to stop. That's the kind of person that I am in, in my addictive behavior. I have to be made to stop uh, for a good period of time. After that, I will usually come back into recovery, and I'll have a nice period. But somewhere along the line, I forget. Mm. Uh, I forget uh, all the things that happen. Uh, and I start to rationalize, I've got this now, right? I've got this now. Uh, and maybe there's a way for me to go back out because I really don't want to keep in my head uh, that I am, you know, the label of an alcoholic, an addict, a criminal, what have you. Mm -hmm. right? uh, and at those times, that's when I pick back up. That's when I start to go back out and do some of the old behaviors. Mm. Um, wow. Well, thank you, first of all, for sharing that. 
but also for opening the door to a conversation that I don't, I don't think we've really had on the podcast yet. And that is how superfluous, how totally varying, how absolutely different recovery looks for everybody. I think we even have a tendency here on the podcast, we've had wonderful stories where it is very much so a night and day switch. And, and it it doesn't ever feel like that. And I don't want to discredit anybody else's story that mm-hmm. has shared that they've been able to successfully endure recovery for the last few years or months or whatever it has been. But it is not a switch that just flips on that everybody hits a wall or a rock bottom as a lot of people refer to it and say, now I'm done and, right. and it's over and I'm fully in recovery all the time. I, I don't know if we've had that conversation right. yet. No. And that's, you know, my story is uh, when I first came into recovery, uh, a couple of times, what I saw was, uh, and I heard from, were a lot of people who uh, had that just, you know, I, I noticed that I uh, had an issue. I came in to get help, mm. a support group. I went to treatment. Uh, and now my life is great, and I've never looked back, and I don't ever have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't have those feelings. And when I heard those people talk, I couldn't see myself in that because I had not had that epiphany. I had not right. had that light switch, the uh, spiritual awakening, if you will. Um, those moments didn't happen to me, and I thought, what What am I not getting about this? Uh, why isn't this happening for me? Uh, but also the part was every time I came into recovery, um, I thought that I had to fully uh, grab onto every aspect of that program, mm. right? Um, if I wasn't doing, you know, the, if you're not doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Uh, and it was not taking everything as a suggestion, but, well, you know, we have these this list, and we have these, they're not requirements, but, you know, we all did it, and you should do it too. And if you're not, you know, you're just going to be like everybody else that walks back out of this mm. room and never comes back. And that's not really true about recovery. Uh, one thing that I've learned over the last 30 plus years in and out of recovery is I don't have to get it all. Right? Mm. I have to get what, what helps me do the next right thing. Um, and that's okay. And that's okay. That's part of the stigma that I believe is in the recovery community. Right? There's a stigma in the recovery community that my way is the only way. Mm. Right? Our way is the way. And if you're not doing it our way, then... You're just probably not going to get it. Mm. Uh, but there's more of a um, a process going on where that any path to recovery. Right? As long as um, am I trying to get through the day, not hurt myself, not hurt another person, uh, and try to minimize the damage of what behaviors that, uh, that I've been doing yeah. and change just a little by little, um, is that recovery? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, it took me a long time to get that. Right. Um, it took me a long time in and out. And because of that stigma, I stigmatized myself. Mm. I'm either I've I either I knew it all or um, obviously I don't know anything. So why am I even trying this? Mm-hmm. Right. And if I'm the kind of person that if I have that train of thought, uh, those moments, I'm going to go back out uh, and try it all over again. Right. Right. So I, I want to kind of tie these two together. Melinda, you talked about the power people have to make or, or to break the cycle of small bad decisions that just hold them down or, or, or no decisions. And Rick, you perfectly say that it's a series of good decisions and right decisions every day. What maybe for you, Rick, were 
words or thoughts or or little quick reminders of how you can put yourself back on that path to make the right decision for that day and what words I guess do you have to to provide to people who take this approach um, the the idea that um, once I'm in recovery um, I've always got to make the right choices uh, or that because I'm in recovery um, life is suddenly supposed to be great and grand for me uh, that just being okay um, is not acceptable right today uh, I, I had a conversation earlier with a, with a group of people um, it used to be in my um, active use that if somebody asked me how I was doing I would say I'm okay uh, that mean man I was barely getting by mm. uh, today if I say that I'm doing okay I'm doing okay uh, it's not supposed to be life is not always going to be grand. It's not always going to be great. I'm not always going to get what I want. That's just uh, that's just how life goes. Life mm -hmm. is going to be hard. Um, so I tell I have to tell myself that um, today may be how today is going. Um, if I do use, right? If I do go out and do something that's going to take that ability to choose to do the next right thing away, then. Tomorrow is definitely not going to have the possibility possibility to be a better day. Mm. Uh, so I have to keep that in my head. Um, even at this time, um, if somebody who's been in and out of recovery, I spent about a good year just beating myself up. Geez, you know, why didn't I do this sooner? Why can't I seem to get this? Um, I let my behaviors define the person that I was. Um, and it took a while for me to understand that just because I did some wrong things, some bad things, did not make me a bad person. Wow. Um, and having and being that reminder to myself and to others as well uh, took some time. But once I was able to fully um, uh, take that in uh, personally, um, that really was a big change for me. Uh, was I doing the same things that I was doing? No. Um, you know, did I feel that way sometimes? Sure. My feelings are valid. It's what I do with those uh, feelings and those actions afterward. Um, so definitely a lot of positive affirmation. Um, I am capable. Um, I do deserve a better life. Um, I can recover. We do recover. Wow. Those are some good words. Wow. Uh, I, I don't want to dwell on any of the bad because you just teed it up with perfect uh, words that can encourage people, but also for people to identify the bad in their life and try to avoid those situations, you've got to know which words hurt as well and which words have negative power. Did you have words that people said or phrases or, or things that people said that kept you down from ever trying to seek out those better days? Well, sure, you know, drunk, junkie, loser, um, you know... Uh, I tell this story. When I came in to this uh, to work in Pueblo, um, I was very upbeat. I had gone through a program. Uh, I had gotten through a um, uh, a long period of supervision. I had done really well with that. I uh, I thought I was being successful. I was doing the next right thing. I got a good job. Um, I looked good, right? Um, I felt good. I came to Pueblo to try to get an apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, and shortly, uh, very suddenly, my whole history uh, came up. And I would talk to 
like somebody that was that had a place for rent. They would see me. We would talk. We'd have a great conversation. Hey, fill out this form. Next thing I know, there's no returning of calls. They're not even telling me, hey, we're sorry. Uh, we're just not going to be able to rent to you. Uh, they just didn't call back. They didn't answer any calls at all. Um, and I had one moment where I went to an older couple. They brought me into the place, into their place. Uh, we had a great conversation. Uh, and they said, uh, okay, everything sounds great, but uh, so we're just going to have you fill out this thing for a background check. And I said, hey, because um, at that moment, I'm always very honest about what's going on. Um, before you spend your money, I want to have a conversation with you about my past, about mm -hmm. my history, um, and let you know that that was what was going on, but that's not what is happening now. Um, and as I talked with them, their reaction to me changed to the point where they actively said, we don't want you here scaring the rest of our residents. Wow. And that took me back because I, I could look at myself and go, that's where in my portrayal of myself that, that I come to you, did you see me or have you heard me so far be anything but the possibility of being a good tenant? Mm -hmm. right? um, but I understood. I understood. Uh, I've been a landlord. At one time, I've had those same stigmas for people. Look at your background. Uh, that once an addict, always an addict. Once a criminal, always a criminal, right? Those kind of words uh, do a lot um, to keep a person from, to keep a person down. Mm -hmm. uh, because I will use that word myself. You know, I can claim that uh, that I'm an addict, um, if I'm in a certain support group, right? I can speak that language. Um, but I can also use that word to justify my behaviors should I decide to just, you know, throw it all, throw it all away. Well, what do you expect? I'm just an addict. Mm. What do you expect? I'm just a loser, right? Mm. Uh, so those kind of words um, definitely have an effect. And it took me a while to understand that when I'm talking to other people, that some kind of those words that I throw around because I'm okay with them doesn't mean that the other person isn't. Mm. Well, let, let me add a new one that you may add as a feather to your cap, Rick. To me, you're an inspiration. And I don't know if people have Absolutely. ever told you this before or if uh, you ever feel that for you, but for you to come in here, uh, share your story with me and with our listeners and be wise enough, powerful enough, and brave enough to be able to embrace everything that you are, share that with our listeners. Uh, and, and I hope today is one of those better days and good decisions that you made, because for me, it's one of the best I've had in a while. And I can't thank you enough. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, it, it, that doesn't mean a lot. Uh, the best thing I can always hope for is just to try to be as good and as good an example today that I was yesterday. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you did yesterday, but I can't imagine today doesn't top it. Rick Carpenter, our guest today from the Your Words Have Power campaign. Thank you so much for joining me again and, and best of luck to you. And I hope we get to touch base soon in the future. Oh, definitely will. Thank you for having me. Thank Melinda you, as well. Being here. 
Thank you so much. The energy is always so much appreciated for everything you do on the Your Words Have Power campaign. Thanks for being thank here. Thank you, Tristan. And to our listeners, thank you as always for taking a little bit of time out of your day to learn more about public health in your community. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify, if you found us on our Facebook page, or if you're consuming anywhere you prefer to listen to podcasts, I'm so glad you took a slice out of your day to listen about public health. And for the rest of your day, if it's not more public health, I just hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. 